Bretto, can you believe it? The Wellness Summit is almost here. Oh, I'm P. I'm so excited. I don't know what to do with myself. Well, Bretto, it's been two long years since our last Wellness Summit. And if you're listening to this, folks, and don't have a ticket, then... What are you doing? The Wellness Couch family of podcasters gather for two days in Melbourne on Saturday, August 25 and 26, featuring... The Queen of Nutrition, Cindy O'Meara. The rock star of wellness, Dr. Damien Christoph. Connect with your spirit and soul with Barley Bomb survivor, Karen Smith. Self-care is on the menu with Kim Morrison. Master the art of ageing well with the one and only Marcus Pierce. Oh, shucks, Bretto. What about how to recover from rock bottom with Dr. Brett Hill? Master your stress with Dr. Maria Zushman. Get empowered with Imogen Bailey. Female health experts Dr. Andrea Huddleston and Ashley Bond. Master your sleep with Audra Starkey. The natural nutritionist Steph Lowe. Australian Idol winner, Wes Carr. Woohoo! And Quirky Cooking's Joe Witten and Fuad Kassab and a whole lot more. Oh, what a lineup, MP. Seriously, why would you not be coming to the Wellness Summit? Not to mention our world-class exhibition of Australia's most incredible, sustainable wellness products and services. MP, we've done the final layout. There are less than 100 spaces left. And there's only a few discounted tickets available at thewellnesssummit.com. Marcus, be there or be square. Zazen Alkaline Water presents the 2018 Wellness Summit, Saturday, August 25 and 26 at the Collingwood Town Hall. Getting quick, folks. The final release of discounted tickets available at thewellnesssummit.com. See you there, Bretto. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Sit back, light the fire, kick your shoes off, because it's time for That Paleo Show with your favourite caveman, Brett Hill. Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Brett Hill, and this week I'm joined by Andy and Dean from Bondi Rescue. Now, these guys are uber famous. They're on television. I know that all the ladies who come in to see me in my practice love these guys because uh, it's, a, it's a very visual show from what I understand. And, uh, but the best thing about these guys is they sort of they live and breathe it. You know, they live by the ocean. They get out there and get their sun. They're into health and wellness. It shows from the physiques that we see on these shows. And uh, they're here today to talk us all about their healthy lifestyles. So welcome to the show, boys. Hey, mate. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Great to have you on, boys. Great Do we call you, you doctor or sir? What, what's nah, the... Mate, you, you call me Brett. Um, okay, I'm pretty, okay, I'm pretty Brett. laid back. I'm pretty easygoing, so I don't, uh, I don't stick to the titles too much. Uh, but thank you anyway. I love it for pointing it out. That's great. <laughs> but um, What kind of doctor are you, Brett? I'm are you a chiropractor? I'm a chiropractor. I'm a chiropractor. <laughs> yeah. so, are you really? Yeah, I am. I'm a chiropractor. Ah, okay. Well, Reedy really might have gone to... Oh, geez, I'm tongue-tied already. We're going to tell the story about how sometimes we don't like doctors. <laughs> well, but, uh, but we probably right. won't. Right. Hopefully chiropractors are okay. Hopefully we're not in the ban list just yet. So. Yeah, we don't want to alienate anyone straight off the bat. Yeah, Dean, we were talking before we came on the show, and uh, Andrew said that really you're the guru when it comes to health and wellness and that he just follows your lead. And, and I'm reading your bio here. You know, not only are you a gold medalist in swimming and surf lifesaving, but you're qualified in yoga, personal training, holistic health coach, Wim Hof method, which we're definitely going to talk about, and of course you're a lifeguard. So 
You've obviously got a pretty big passion here for health and well-being, Dean. Where did this all come about from? Mate, it, it comes from a bit of a dark story, unfortunately. It was, um, I only recently sort of delved into my past. It was 2005 or 2006, and I was king hit, and I had my four front teeth knocked out, and it, it sent me into a pretty dark place. Um, yeah, I, it, it took me oh, a couple of years to come good, but I, I started getting these allergies, yeah. you know, gluten sensitivity, sugar sensitivity. And, um, you know, this post-traumatic stress syndrome, you know, my body just wasn't working. Everything was going, I wasn't sleeping right. If I had, you know, a little bit of dairy or something, one of my, my nose would block up and I couldn't breathe through my yeah. nose at night. It was just, it was hell. It was awful. Far out. This seems to be such a big topic at the moment. I mean, we've spoken about this just relatively recently uh, on that paleo show where we had a whole episode all around traumatic brain injury. Um, you know, George has spoken about it because he has suffered uh, similarly, um, although not to, not the same sort of scenario, but certainly suffered uh, from his time in the army. And it, we, we only seem like we're only really scratching the surface now in terms of our understanding of just how uh, systemic these, the effects of these traumatic brain injuries can be on the entire health of our body. I mean, it's pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah, I didn't have um, a brain injury. I had a disc bulge in my C45. And, oh, well, I guess, you know, I... Uh, um, you know, I guess post-traumatic stress is a brain injury, is it? Is that, well, is that what we're talking? Think, but I, it I wasn't physical. Likely going on. I, I think most of the time when you do have these traumas, and we're only just starting to understand it, I think, so you might even find it interesting looking back at uh, that episode we did because I think what we're understanding yep. is that it, it does affect our body in, in many more ways than we realise. Well, I can, I can tell you that firsthand. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was a little bit younger and I used to hear stories about people in America falling over and losing their sex drive and thinking how ridiculous, you know, this stuff was and they're trying to sue people for everything. But then going through quite an intense um, assault um, and then having, you know, my life just turned on its head, I completely understand how people's lives can change and, um, you know, how it can be one small thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, that, that is a, a massive story. I mean, that, that's an amazing, uh, you know, thing to happen to someone. You know, we do hear about it. You know, it's been in the media a bit lately with the King hits and all that sort of stuff. And, um, you know, we're hearing about it, unfortunately, seemingly more and more at the moment. But it, it, it is a big deal and a big thing to sort of recover from. So what did you do about it from there? Like, how did you recover? How did you bounce back from that? Oh, mate, it was a long story, but I ended up finding a guy called Aaron McKenzie, and he was uh, he was a Czech guy, Paul Czech. I don't know if you've yeah, heard nice. of Paul Czech. Yeah, yeah, we've and Paul he Czech sort of, he put me on a paleo diet before paleo was a fad word. Nice. Um, except I was drinking raw milk, which I absolutely loved because before that I was um, I wasn't drinking milk because it used to block me up. So yeah, um, yeah. So I was on a sort of paleo ish diet or you know, I was having a bit of gluten-free bread, but I was in the process of trying to cut out grains and, and convert to paleo. And, yeah, that was a long time ago. And it was, you know, it was a challenge for someone who grew up sort of eating lots of carbs and sugar and eating lots yeah. of crap, basically. Yeah, absolutely. I can remember when the first time a chiropractor told me not to eat bread and it was like I'd been shot. It was unbelievable. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so Dean, tell us about your story then. You, know, you said that Andrew's been a bit of a uh, shining light for you and it sort of led you a little bit on your journey. So what, what's your health been like over the journey? Did you have any particular issues that you wanted to sort of change or overcome or were you just sort of 
inspired by the positive aspects of living a healthier life. Reedy, I think uh, he's, he's talking to you. Oh, yeah, I think you've got us <laughs> mixed up. No, that's uh, – oh, yeah, sure. right. So, yeah. Did I say the wrong um, name? Sorry, guys. No, that's all right, mate. That's cool. Um, it's probably hard doing like a, an interview over the over the airways without being able to see someone's face. No, look, I, mate, I lived a bit of a – I've been, lived a pretty fortunate life. I've been pretty lucky except for when I was about 12 and I thought it would be fun to eat the eat the candy store uh, from the inside out and, and probably put on about 40 kilos and I was lived as a sort of uh, obese teenager for probably most of my teenage years. Um, and then one day just said I just didn't want to live like that anymore and lost all the weight and sort of became fit and healthy and became a lifeguard and, and the rest is kind of history. I sort of One thing I love about being a lifeguard is we're kind of forced to keep our level of physical fitness up quite high. Yeah. Um, and so I quite like the challenge of, of trying to stay fit all year round and um, through that kind of journey of lifeguarding I met Dino and, and obviously Dean mentioned what happened to him and, and, and I kind of watched his I guess life evolve and, and his uh, healthy lifestyles change quite a lot and dramatically and, and, and he's sort of gone from this bloke that's sort of you know just like the rest of us sort of knockabout to this guy that is almost like the fountain of youth he almost gets looks younger and younger every day and looks healthier and healthier every day and i'm kind of like it's one of those situations where you see someone you're like i don't know what he's having but i want some of it um <laughs> yeah so pretty much every time i see him trying something different or you know sharing whatever on social media i'll, I'll, I'll give it a crack I, I i don't know the science behind it but i'm a big believer in um you know kind of uh, what you see is what you get and kind of i guess you know, um, yeah, like when I see... trial and error, maybe. Well, a bit of trial and error. And, like, when I see Dean living this healthy, happy life now, it's kind of like, I guess you just like, you know, like I said, I don't understand this. <laughs> yeah, I don't Yeah, I don't understand the science behind it. But, hey, if he's eating dates and, and whatever and, and, you know, cutting out gluten and all this sort of stuff, then I'm all for it. And he recently got a bunch of us into doing all the Wim Hof stuff and, you know, I've done a fair bit of that uh, Wim Hof uh, breathe and chill kind of ice bath stuff, which I like. And I don't know, life's pretty good. Like when you when you're healthy and you're happy, I feel like yeah, um, absolutely. And and I reckon you guys are a similar sort of vintage to me. And you know, as you start to move towards your later thirties, you start to realise that uh, maybe you don't have quite as much wriggle room for some of the lifestyles that you're able to get away with in your early twenties. And and you know, you start to think, you know, stuff starts to fall apart if you don't look after <laughs> yourself. You know. You're, you sort of change yeah. your tact a little bit, don't you, as you get a little bit older? Yeah. When I know for a fact that I used to be able to back up and do about three or four all-nighters uh, when I was in my 20s. <laughs> now I do one all-nighter and it takes me a week to get over it and I spend that week on the lounge. So, yeah. Um, Mate, we, yeah. we, we had an indoor cricket grand final the other night. I think it finished at 11 o'clock at night and I was wrecked the next day. You know, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely can't party like I used to. But, I mean, you get to a point where you don't want to. Like, you really enjoy waking up, uh, waking up every day feeling great and feeling good. And I think... You know, I guess like everything, it comes with time. But I also find it's a little bit strange, really. But I also find that I live a pretty happy, healthy life. I'm a pretty happy guy. But I find that because I sit on this super high level, that when I do get sick, I feel like I'm sicker than everybody else. I, I don't know if that's the same <laughs> with you or whatever. But I feel that people are like they call it man flu. But I genuinely believe that because I live such a healthy life, that yeah. when I 
like when I do get sick, it's like it's way worse than everyone else. I think when you get when you get used to feeling good, feeling bad really sucks. You know, if you kind of, I think if you're feeling a bit bad all the time, you don't mind so much. You're a bit used Brett, to it. What, what he gets through the amount of training is just phenomenal. <laughs> like it is like outrageous. Like he's yeah. he's training multiple times a day. I often tell him he does too much, <laughs> yeah, but he, yeah. you know, you can't. You can't hold a good guy down. Yeah. You've got to look after those adrenal glands as well, don't you? But, hey, Andrew, I'm curious about what you said before because you were talking about, you know, being a lifeguard and it keeps you fit and athletic and, and it sort of has a necessity there that you do keep yourself fit and healthy. And I guess, you know, I imagine that that can be a really positive influence for a lot of people. And I know a lot of people have gotten into, you know, being a lifeguard and doing life-saving for exactly that reason and, and certainly have a few in the practice who do really well and do that sort of stuff. But... Is there any element of that, particularly for you guys who are so public and who are so you know, on TV, all of that sort of stuff, is there an element of pressure there? Like, Do you feel a little bit of pressure and expectation? Can that ever be a bit of a negative thing for you guys in terms of like body image and that sort of stuff? Uh, I mean, there's plenty of lifeguards on the service with terrible rigs. Don't worry about that. And every now and then I let myself go and, and don't have... The, a, a physique like Dino. Dino's always looking ripped. Like I, I can Skinny, get a little bit better. <laughs> I, um. I can get a little bit sloppy sometimes, but I mean, no. Oh, sometimes I guess there is a little bit of pressure. I mean, when you know that the next season's been signed off and you're going to be recording another season of Bondi Rescue, you, you obviously don't want to be on there looking a bit podgy. But um, yeah, look, I don't know. No, not a, I don't really. For, I mean, I guess that was the, the the upside to me being an overweight teenager and fairly bullied is is that once you push past that, you realise that you stop caring what anyone thinks. And I think that's for me, that's a really good thing because I, when you stop worrying about what people think, you just open up so many doors and you take away so much stress. Yeah, nice. I like that. What about for you, Dean? I mean, you seem like you're someone who's pretty passionate about this stuff, and I think. For most people who are pretty passionate about this, you can have times where you maybe take it a little bit too far and start to like obsess about it a little bit too much. And Mate, I always, you, I always you, think that's you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> do, do, you, um, do you ever find it spills over and, and gets to the stage where it's maybe a little bit negative then? Well, when I went through, you know, the assault and the recovery, which took sort of multiple years, although, you know, it's been the defining moment of my life, um, I did get fanatical where I wouldn't eat out and... Um, you know, I wouldn't drink alcohol and I was quite uncomfortable mm. out in groups. So, yeah, I had to let some of that go a little bit to have some sort of social life because it's rather unhealthy not to go out and see your friends and stuff. So, yeah, I fully, um, yeah, fully on board with not being overly fanatical. But for me, you know, and Reedy, we, we enjoy doing this healthy stuff and, um, You'll be quite interested. I've got I've got Reedy into a little bit of intermittent fasting, yeah. and all of a sudden, Reedy so he's jumped on board, um, done some research, and now we've sort of got a group of guys where we do a fast all together, and we sort of stay in contact over text message and phone calls through the day. So we might not see each other during the fast. Usually, we try and team up at the end of a twenty four hour fast for a meal. And um, and it's been really successful and really really a fun way to do it. Yeah, What's no, your take on fasting? Yeah, How do you I'm, feel about it? I'm a bit of a fan of fasting. We actually we did an episode on this just a couple of episodes ago as well, and we talked about it. But uh, I've tried a few different things. You know, I, I relatively recently, within the last month or two, did a four day fast. And uh, wow, 
And do you know what? It but, was it was easy. Like it was really easy. I was very very surprised. It was a really interesting. I, I actually I did a full on CrossFit workout about seventy two hours into the fast and felt totally fine. Which was so just a water fast, mate. Bizarre. Nothing just, but just water. water. Well, I think water. I think I had some tea, but it was just really Herb, just herbal water. tea. Yeah, and, yeah. That, and that was it. So that was a really interesting experience. And uh, and so I've actually similar to you guys. I've actually at the moment I'm generally doing on Friday like today. Uh, doing a 24-hour fast. So I go from sort of dinner Thursday night to dinner Friday night. And at the moment, I'm just doing that once a week and kind of enjoying that and feeling quite yeah. good about it. So I've, I've played around with it over the years. I've often done the sort of, uh, you know, a bit like the sort of 16-8 fast of, you know, going through till, um, you know, lunchtime or dinner time from the night before and found that quite an easy sort of natural way to do it as well. So yeah. I'm a bit of a fan. There, there does seem to be, you know, there's a bit of research out there suggesting that there's some real benefits to it. And uh, and it it feels good for me, so I've sort of enjoyed it and kept working with it. So um, yeah, so it's interesting to hear you guys doing a similar sort of thing, which is kind of cool. But I'd we love, love know, it. I'd love to know more about your Wim Hof experiences too. So Andrew, tell us about it from your perspective, because obviously I know Dino's going to say how amazing it is, and he loves it because he's obsessed with it. But he obviously roped you in at some stage. What was what was your first experience of the ice bath, Dean? That's what uh, Andrew, I meant to say. God, no, that's right. right. Um, mate, it's, uh, I saw Dino and I knew some of the other lifeguards getting into it as well. And I, 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 I went along to it with Dino oh, probably about six months ago. We went and watched Wim. Um, and, and to be honest, I, we, we, we did some of the uh, stuff with Wim at the start. <clears throat> and then they had the scientist in and I slept through the whole thing of the scientist. Um, <laughs> and then um, he, he would have trained too much that day, Brett. Like, he would have done. He'd probably ran a marathon the week before and did two, two or three sessions that day and yeah. coached and took someone surfing. Yeah, but any, anything over, anything past 8 o'clock, if it's not interesting, I just fall asleep. And I did the science, but like I said to you before, like I don't really get the science behind stuff, but if it's working for someone else, then I feel like I'm, I'll give it a try. And and so anyway, we did the um, – we did the – we did the breath work and then we did the ice bar stuff and I really enjoyed it. And I, I don't like the cold at all, but um, I'm a regular I'm an ocean swimmer and, and I train in winter, but usually in winter we just train in the pool, in the in the warm water. But now I swim at the icebergs in just Speedos. Like, well, I've swum okay. in the icebergs in just Speedos all winter and it's like, um, yeah, it's just. I think it just it, it makes you realise that we that we're we're quite limitless, and it's it's our mind. A lot of it's in everything we do is in our mind, and how we control we we, we control what we can do, and that's I guess that's what I found is the interesting side to things. I I just went and did a health retreat over in Bali with some friends with another guy that's been trained in the Wim Hof stuff, and this health retreat was mainly based around yoga and stuff, and they threw the Wim Hof stuff in on the second day. And people, everyone at the retreat loved it so much. They did, they did the breathe and chill stuff for like they did it every day after that, not nice. planned, awesome. because it was it was so popular. And I think it, I think what it, it's doing is forcing people to push themselves beyond their limits. And I think that's a good thing, especially for humans these days, because we don't, we very rarely do it anymore. Yeah, that's what I kind of think. It's like we're so stuck in our comfort zones in our modern lives, where it's always a mm. regular temperature, it's always a regular, you know, flat surface. It's always, you know, we, we just don't have that element of variety that I think is probably quite healthy for our body to build that resilience and adaptability. So I think what you're saying is is true. That was certainly my experience. You know, I, I didn't do the ice bars, I did the cold showers, but. Um, you know, I did that for a couple of months, and I really quite enjoyed it. I, th- I thought it was good. So, uh, so how long did you go for, Andrew, on your first ice bath? What was your time? Uh, I think was, when did we go with Wim? That yeah, I think about two two minutes. Wim does in the yeah. ice bath. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. 
two minutes with Wim, and then when we went to Bali, the first one I did three minutes, and then the, the next one I did five minutes. And what about so, you, Dean? What are you used up to about half an hour now, Dean? Or no, I, well, after doing the course with Wim, that they don't. Inc- I did a nine-minute one at home, and um, it took me a long time to like. I was under a couple of dunas with three jumpers on. It took me. I pushed it a little bit far. Um, but that was one of the, like, I get really cold, so my circulation isn't the best. So this was one of the things that attracted me to the Wim Hof Method, is training this sort of cardiovascular system that was previously thought untrainable. Yeah, it's it's really interesting, isn't it? I mean, you, you read the stories of this adaptability and you, know, you yeah. look at some of the world records that Wim has done. I mean, they're just crazy, like, you know. yeah submerging himself in ice for like two hours and, you know, running a marathon above the Arctic Circle, you know, with, with just shorts on, all these crazy things he's done. And no like water. It's, it's yeah. amazing, isn't it? Like it really just makes you, uh, it makes you, like, like Andrew said, it makes you think about the capabilities of the human body and, and how much we actually uh, can go, you know, how much further we can actually go if we let ourselves and if we're not limited by our mind. It's, uh, it's quite an incredible thing. Yeah, well, one of um, one of Wim's trainers, Casper, who uh, who took the course, he used to be a science teacher. So I was over at Wim's house in June and did uh, my teacher training for the Wim Hof method. And um, yeah, Wim just encouraged him to to run a marathon one day with no training. So I know that's something uh, you may be interested in. So I just thought, uh, yeah, it's just sort of come up to me as yeah, we're talking it is interesting I was telling you boys off air one of my goals is to do it uh, to do a marathon with only my crossfitters training and, and so not do any additional running and just see how I go so I'll have to uh, I might have to give it a go and I might have to check out Andrew some of your events these splash series events what can you tell us about these oh mate it's just something I just I, I do a bit of training at work one of the sessions that I sometimes do is I run a lap at the bay at Bondi and then I swim a lap and then I run a lap and I thought geez, it'd be fun to organise to do that uh, for a, for a, for a race, and so I put it on, and it sort of doesn't seem like that far a distance. Obviously, one k run, one k swim, one k run. But when you're running on the soft sand, and the change of lactic from your legs to your arms to your legs again, it's actually quite painful. Um, Dino's won it a couple of times, uh, and it, yeah, I just put it on. And I organised it to raise money for the local youth centre, and it was it's been really successful at Bondi. So I kind of added one at Manly last year, and we, that was successful as well. So. Um, yeah, that's it's sort of turned into a bit of a series now. We do one at Manly, one at um, Sydney Harbour, and one at Bondi. So it's a bit of fun, and it's just something different. And yeah, it's uh, it's good fun. It takes up a lot of my time, which is good. But uh, but yeah, it's it's still growing at the moment. I mean, we we you know just trying to get numbers to each event. And events these days are quite uh, you know there's a lot of people doing events, so they're quite competitive. But you know, it's fun. I enjoy doing it, and it's uh, it's good fun. Yeah, Brett, right. I've always been a swimmer, and uh, about sort of 10, 15 years ago, there was, or I don't know how far back, yet, there was one, one ocean swim a year, that was the Coles Classic at Bondi, yeah. and now there is an ocean swim on every weekend from November to, to May in yeah. Sydney, and sometimes there's, there's multiple ocean swims on, so the splash and dash is, is not, not just an ocean swim, there's a run, swim, run, so it's, it's different to these other events, and it really really attracts and challenges people i really love it yeah can you can you tag team andrew because like you know running's always been my thing i've always quite liked running growing up but swimming's <laughs> never been my strength and you know i struggle to keep my head above water in a regular pool let alone out in the ocean so 
you know, you say one kilometre, I'm like, I'm not even sure I'd make it across the bay, the one kilometre. You know, can, <laughs> I, can I tag someone, can I tag you in and do the swim bit for me and I just do the run? Mate, I used to do a team's event and it never proved to be quite popular enough, so I ended up canning it. So we, we, I offer a run-only event on the day, which is the Bondi Mile, nice. and then you've got the, uh, the swim-only event, which is the Bondi Splash, and then you've got the Splash and Dash, which is the run-swim-run. But, I mean, you talk about you not being able to swim, but I'm challenging you right now to challenge yourself, just like you do, you sit oh, in an ice bath and try and push yourself. Try and challenge, like people say to me, oh, I can't swim or I can't run. It's like, well, go and learn how to do it. Challenge yourself. You never know what you'd be able to do, you know. I love that saying, um, the only limits are the limits you put on yourself, you know, and it's so true. Like, that's what I've learned is, you know, I've never been a super strong swimmer, but I thought if I put the time in and I worked hard enough, I could probably swim good enough to be a lifeguard and, Next minute, I applied for the lifeguards, went out and trained hard, and I got a job as a lifeguard. And it's, oh, yeah, I like that. Did. I like that, Andrew. You've picked your target well there, and you've hit me <laughs> right between the eyes with a challenge. And I, I do like a challenge, so you've done well there. I reckon it is. I'm going to have to set myself up. I've actually, I've got a mate who I do CrossFit with, who's a triathlon coach, and uh, and he's a legend. He's great, and uh, I have a feeling I'm going to have to be hitting him up now and getting some tips on. Uh, how to get myself around the swim legs, and I might have to. I might have to come and take on your splash series. Over. Uh, goal setting is so important. I'm yeah. trying to work out one for myself at the moment. Yeah, um, I tell you what, if you want to learn how to swim, mate, go and step swimming out in Port Adelaide and uh, <laughs> with those big great whites you got down there. And I tell you what, you yeah, learn yeah. how to swim fast pretty quick. Well, that's, that's, that. Maybe that's part of the problem. I have. I've been across to Port Lincoln and uh, and done the shark cage diving over there. And oh, uh, uh, we we went the other year. It's great, isn't it? Oh, uh, it was awesome. It was absolutely. They're just phenomenal creatures. And uh, yeah, so maybe that's part of the reason I don't like. I don't like getting out past <laughs> wayside in the water. I just go, I get a bit nervous when I get out there. It's, Tommy and I head out on the little kayak and do a bit. Of fishing we stay above the water that's all right but um, wasn't there a little girl out there kayaking just recently and her dad was in the tinny up the up the uh, a little ways away and the shark literally bumped her off her kayak and he zoomed in in the tinny and picked her up did he oh i didn't yeah, see I saw that. Something i don't need, I don't need to hear this story but yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so um so boys give us a little bit of a rundown then about what your approach is to health and wellness you know we've spoken a bit about paleo we've obviously spoken about the um, the lifeguard training, you know, what, what's, a, what's a day in the life look like for you guys? What are the key things you like to focus on to make sure you keep your bodies in shape and, and keep your health on track? Uh, all right. Well, Reedy's pointing pointing it for me to start. With. I was, like I said before, I pretty much copy what he does, so there's only one of us needs to answer. <laughs> uh, mate, I, yeah, it sort of depends what's going on for me. Like um, I did a lot of swimming as a kid. And um, too much, some would say. Like, the, you know, we were sort of doing 10, 12 sessions a week. So um, I, I naturally swim really well without doing too much. For me, I find I need to do some weights to try and keep my posture good. And, yeah, so if I do my yoga and mobility and, and my weights, um, you know, I've got to keep my – I get naturally kyphotic. For you as a chiro, that would uh, – that, so for people that aren't chiros, that sort of means my head comes sort of forward over my shoulders and my hips. So, yeah, I'm working sort of my head back and to squeeze my shoulder blades together and be nice and tall. And that actually helps me swim faster as well. So, yeah. um, yes, funnily enough, that at almost 40, I'm swimming faster than ever um, over a short distance um, without doing much swimming. So, yeah, for me, it's a bit of balance. And then, yeah, there's surfing, yoga. Um, we play tennis. Um, you know, the fasting and the ice bathing really is a, a nice way to complement everything as well. 
I'm pretty picky about what I eat. I sort of, uh, you know, I like to eat organic food, um, sort of play with paleo, keto, and, and even, uh, you know, I love a bit of vegan food sometimes, but I'm definitely a meat eater. Um, well, you have lots of good options down there at Bondi as well. There's some great stuff along the beach there. We, we went down there for a little uh, – actually caught up with Melissa Ambrosini down there last time. Okay. Last time Bondi. And, Very nice. Uh, and so we popped by down the street there. There was just these great little organic, uh, you know, cafes. And there was a – there was like an ice cream shop. I remember that. There was a, like a dairy-free ice cream shop along the front yeah. there. And there was all sorts of good stuff. Well, I'd say Bondi, Bondi is the – Bondi is the epicenter of organic shops in in Australia, really. Yeah, um, you don't notice it really till you go out. Like till you say, yeah, I might be up at working up somewhere up the coast, uh, doing another job, and you look around for some healthy food. You don't realise how lucky we really are to have so many options. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So, what about? Tell us a bit about the culture of, I guess, uh, being a lifesaver. You know, because I imagine if you went back sort of 10 years ago, you know, my my mindset, my the, my mind goes to thinking about lifesavers that it would have been a bit of a blokey culture, maybe beer and pizzas, maybe, you know, maybe organic food or breathing techniques might have been a little bit frowned upon. You know, is that the case? Is that what it was like, you know, sort of five or 10 years ago? And how has that changed? I mean, are you guys the odd ones out or are you kind of becoming the norm nowadays? Sometimes you'll see some of the younger guys looking at Dino doing a handstand and think he's a little bit fruity. But um, you know, but they, but I feel like I feel like um, slowly converting them. It, yeah, it's kind of it's pretty even now. Where you've still got some of the guys that sort of live by the live like that, you know. But then I think that, that there's probably a bigger percentage now that like to lead a happier, healthier lifestyle. And I guess that probably comes with age too. Like there's a lot more older lifeguards as opposed to younger lifeguards now. And as we mentioned before, it's a lot easier to uh to live a healthier life because you're just naturally healthier and you're happier and and you just feel fitter yeah. i reckon yeah brett i remember i started drinking coconuts after my assault the um my trainer guy got me into them and you you know there was one or two shops in bondi that you could get a fresh coconut now, you can get coconut water anywhere now yeah <laughs> like yeah. there's they've probably got vending machines and and like they're, they're selling them everywhere so there's been a huge shift you know, gra- there's, the burger shops do grass-fed meat and gluten-free burgers. Like, um, yeah. there's a new shop at Bondi called Skinny's, and, and they're, they're a keto burger shop. Like, it's it has really come a long way. So they, they fry their um, sweet potato chips in um, coconut oil, and they are. Uh, can I swear on the show? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. But let's. <laughs> It's yes, right. no. Yeah, you'd be right. All right, they're unbefucking leaveable. They are so good. Like, I'm not a swearing person, but like, it's for me, like, it's yeah, it's a dream come true. Society's society's really cottoning onto this stuff. And so, you guys are probably pretty lucky, like you said, kind of being in the middle of Bondi, being the epicenter of all this, where it is so available, and I guess to agree, so to to a degree, so normalised. But yeah, I guess if you think back, Dean, when you first started on this journey, and you were finding it a bit challenging and, and probably confronting for people around you yeah you know, what tips have you got for people who you know maybe they are in a more of a regional area or maybe they're in a more of an outer suburb where there aren't necessarily the same options available and the same mentality around this sort of healthy lifestyle what tips would you have for those people to try and start making those changes in their own lives um yeah mate, it's quite simple you, you just got to minimize alcohol processed food and if if you really think about it processed food is sort of alcohol sugar and and gluten and and once you start cutting that out hopefully naturally you eat more vegetables and if you try and increase the green vegetables in that vegetable intake then you're 
you're halfway there. Most people generally need to drink a little bit more water. If you could invest some money in a water filter and a stainless steel bottle, and um, you know, it's you're, you're taking a big step forward in your health. Nice, I like that. There's some good, simple tips there, which is awesome. And uh, so, Andrew, any last words before we head off, mate? Any final tips you'd like to share? Uh, well, I just love the don't worry about what everyone else thinks. Like, do whatever makes you happy. And, and, and as long as you're happy, then usually your health comes not long, not far after it. Yeah, I love it. I reckon you boys have got a great attitude around health and wellness. Like, you're still, yeah, you still got that sort of knockabout Aussie larrikin lifesaver sort of mentality where, you know, you're taking on board this health and wellness stuff. You're keeping yourself fit and healthy because you like it and it makes you feel good but you're not stressing about it too much. You're still having some fun along the way. And I reckon that really is the key to being healthy because it's not just about what food you put in. You know, It's not just about what exercise you're smashing out. It's about that mindset side of things and keeping the mind relaxed and happy and not stressed as well. So much. I reckon you guys are balancing it pretty well and doing a good job. So keep up the good work, boys. Thanks, mate. Cheers. So uh, thanks for being on board. It's been an absolutely great episode. For everyone else, join the conversation on Facebook. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the boys. Tell us about the show and how much you love it and how much you love their rigs on the TV. Give us a five-star <laughs> rating on iTunes. Join our newsletter list at thatpaleoshow.com and let's help grow the paleo tribe worldwide. Join us next week on That Paleo Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.